0: little bit more about
1: your restaurant okay. I think I've been here right. once um everything a little bit Can you okay sure well you we a do have, have a lot of vegan and gluten-free options so all our um uh, health choices are listed here that's the vegetarian symbol um the gluten-free symbol and the vegan symbol okay so, um and we do have all those options as well um
0: everyone. It's Precious and I'm here with a special guest. Um, you can go ahead and introduce yourself if you'd like.
1: Hello, my name is Lewis. It's nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> and um, we're currently in the heart of D.C. at Busboys and Poets. It's actually a really cool restaurant. Um, they specialize in all kinds of like really cool vegan and gluten-free options, you know. Like they offer a lot of different diets for people with the special dietary restrictions or something, but they're also really... Sustainable, which I kind of love about exactly. them. Not
1: to mention the library that they have in there is amazing.
0: Yeah, they have a full, like, bookstore in there. Um, one thing that I really loved about it is, like, they're actually kind of like an activist sort of restaurant. They have, like, all kinds of... Um, Old historians painted on their walls, and it took us a while to actually get here because they moved across the street, yeah, which was surprising. <laughs> kind of a funny adventure, really. We kind of walked an extra few blocks to, but we, we're here. We're here. Um, but that kind of like goes into today's uh, theme or topic. And today we're going to be talking about diets, its stigmas, and what you lose to gain what. <laughs> You're listening to Precious the Foodie. Okay, so I guess like first off, but well, like, what do you think? Like, can you talk to me about like your diet? Like, I oh, I... absolutely,
1: yeah. So uh, currently, I'm vegetarian. Um, however, I do it on an eight to twelve um, month uh, diet plan. So what that means is that four months out of the year, I can choose to eat whatever I want. But most, for the most part, I'm flexitarian. You know, I um,
0: what does that have... mean for people who don't know flexitarian? Uh, yeah.
1: So vegetarian essentially means that your diet is mostly uh, plant-based, but if you want to eat meat, you can. So, from a um, year standpoint, you know, those eight months out of the year that I uh, decide not to eat meat, then I have a vegetarian diet. It's uh, pretty nice. I enjoy it. I actually originally got into it because um, during my time in undergrad, um, I realized that I was really sleepy all the time from eating a lot of meat. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, ribs, chicken, you know, whatever it is, you name it. And uh, it was affecting my grades. Okay. So I decided, you know, what if I just cut out the meat and kind of see, you know, what I can do? And so I would choose to be a vegetarian and, um, you know, I had more energy. I woke up. I felt freer. I felt lighter. And, you know, I've pretty much just carried on since. So it's been nice to kind of balance it between, the, you know, the flexitarian on a yearly basis, but then a vegetarian, you know, you know eight months out of the year. You know, it's, it's a nice balance.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's very interesting. I think you're the very first person that I've heard who kind of does it. Like that I feel like there's, when people talk about diets, they're very left side or right side. Like you're either all vegan or you're all pescatarian or something, or you're like just a normal consumeristic person. But I think one of the biggest things, especially now in 2019, like the stigmas of like not eating as much meat is, like, very taboo. Like, when people, like, when vegans or, like, activists say, like, hey, we should consume less meat, like, I feel like there's almost a fight where consumers are like, yo, like, I eat meat every single day, you know? Like, I'm not going to quit, but, like, we're not asking anybody to quit. I think what a lot of the activists are fighting for is just the consume the consumption of like less
1: i agree i definitely think that it's become um very political uh we're right now we're in a very um high political environment in general not just here in the united states but you know across the world you know as we um approach you know a brand new decade mm-hmm. and um as far as me you know I, uh, my diet isn't political but i do feel that you know animals and, you know other resources that you know we use, you know, to live and to eat should be um, handled in a more humane and, you know, suitable manner. But um, I've never gone out to make my diet at the same time. Right. So,
0: like, I feel like there's also... So, like, the reason why people choose certain diets, I think that maybe it relates to, like, first off, morality. Like, some people, like PETA will say, like, oh, you know, it's killing animals and stuff like that, which is, like, one way. And then I feel like another way would be like maybe for sustainable reason like the production of like in our agriculture right now like we're kind of using Are you the talking system
1: about CO2 emissions
0: right or, exactly yeah. like cow like how cows like I think there's a study or something about like how a him a piece of hamburger like a Hamburger patty mm-hmm. actually contributes to like 5,000 gallons of water or something like that because of yeah. the amount of water that it takes to like yeah, water the grass.
1: Exactly,
0: exactly, and so I think that's another reason why people are really trying to like be aware of those things. And then also I think another people reason why people eat the way that they do is just because of like their diet, like their actual body. You know, like yeah, some people absolutely. function a lot better. Like you said how you were like really sleepy because of certain yeah, like yeah. foods and stuff, but like it could, you know, make somebody else feel a different way, you know what I mean? So absolutely. Absolutely. can you think of any other like variables where people like eat the way that they do or like why our diet is relevant?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have uh, quite a few family members that, um, you know, that are around my age, our age, mm-hmm. and um, they are choosing to eat a little bit less meat because they realize that, you know, it causes them to break out you know they might have acne or x y and z so
0: oh sorry our food's here thank you um i'm sorry what is this beef
1: chili no i ordered a Tomatoes. tomato shoot mm-hmm. thanks
0: though thank you looks good <laughs> it did look good dang it i'm really hungry okay we'll try again um okay so like what would you so like how is that like how people would define food? Do you think that would be a proper definition?
1: Um, not necessarily, because I think people have their own interpretation, just like they have their own interpretation of, you know, what a diet is. You know, for some people, it's, it's simply, you know, a, a resource in order for us to have energy to be able to function throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it's considered a luxury or uh, because they can't afford it. Um, the way that they would like to, and then for right. other people, it's simply just a way of life. And you know, every day they are just wondering what they're going to eat. They eat, and then they move on. Right. You know, some people um just aren't aware of how um you know what a plethora of food you know exists in certain regions and as compared to other regions. Yeah, I feel like
0: that's that's a really I feel like that's a really good point actually because some I feel like I think you kind of get that sort of um, perspective, like when we just graduated from college, so like people, (laughs) uh, students, right, (laughs) students actually just eat out of necessity as opposed to like actually caring, like, oh, you know, like this hamburger costs $2 at Walmart and not questioning why is it so cheap, you know what I mean? Like, so it it may not be the best for them, but it's a source of nutrients, it's cheap, it's affordable, and I think that's kind of one of the main issues? Do you think? Do you consider that a problem? Absolutely.
1: And then, you know, uh, something that we do as well is we turn it into a a rite of passage person. You know, this is what you're expected to go through and what you're required to go through, you know, um, often as a college student, you know, when you're in college, you know. So if you're saying, wow, I'm hungry or wow, I don't have any money or wow, you know, this is my fourth day eating, you know, peanut butter and jelly without the bread, you know, other people are just going to say that just comes with it, you know, you know, you're going through college and, you know, you don't have any money and that's just something that you have to learn to deal with, you know. And And I,
0: I, I honestly feel like that's a bit ironic because it's so funny that you mentioned that because a couple of years ago, I was a part of this startup program in Orlando we're basically it's like a convention where you have like a weekend to build a company. And, um, that sounds fun. <laughs> right. And, but the thing is, so everyone there can write down an idea and then pitch it to like the group of people that are in this convention. So there's like a hundred people, and a hundred people can go on stage and be like, yo, this is my idea. And then, like, the top 10, you all vote, and then the top 10 get chosen or whatever it may be. And my original idea, um, was to fight that stig that college stigma I'm like tell me how like cuz like, I was like tell me how it makes any sense where I'm paying $10,000 to university for education but I can't feed myself to function properly and succeed and be smart enough because I'm like your brain like it's brain food when you consume food you know and so like I don't have enough of the nutrients to power my brain to like Exactly. Go to school. It's like this, like uh, paradox, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree, 100%. 100%.
0: And so that's why I was just, uh, I I don't know. That's what just came to mind. I was thinking about that, honestly. <laughs> um, oh wait, can you show your food uh, so they can oh, see yeah, what absolutely. it looks like? It looks delicious, by the way.
1: Thank you. Oh, Here we go.
0: <laughs> Tomato soup. Perfect. Oh, Thank you, you so much.
1: I was wondering if they were uh, gonna add a garnish. Yeah, there.
0: I was. Aff- I- Honestly, but it's okay. I think it looks good. I'm just really hungry. Um, okay, so maybe we'll take a pause and then we'll jump back into it. That's me. Okay, so we ate lunch slash dinner, and we're jumping right back into it. Um,
1: I feel well-fed. I don't know about you. I'm
0: painfully full. I had tomato soup. It was really good. It took about two and a half tries to get it to me, but I think overall it was pretty satisfying. What Cross about the you? Cross
1: finish line. Um, this uh, potato, sweet potato hash was pretty scrumptious. I, mean, I can't lie.
0: Okay, okay, that's that's good news, I guess. So uh, plug in at uh, Busboys and Poets, Poets, if you're in D.C. You know, it's got a decent rating. I think the service is a little okay-ish.
1: I think Uh, they're indulging in the new. um, um, Actually, let's not let's not go there.
0: I mean, (laughs) I mean, this is the show about like truth and honesty here. That's
1: true, you know. I think you know some of the people here are enjoying the uh, new uh, cannabis laws.
0: Oh no. yeah, it's a very hip. Let's, it's a very hipster location in the sense that people are chill and service is also chill, yeah. as in slow and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little harsh, but it's so oh, it's true. Anyway,
1: but the food made it.
0: It did, and it was good when it did get to us. I think it was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is a little shady. It's getting cold. Okay. Um, anyway, we're talking about diets. Um, so what would you consider to be a healthy diet? Is there is there one?
1: Um, I think a uh, healthy diet is subjective. I think it really does depend on, you know, you as a person. Because um, as we, you know, were explaining earlier, you know, for someone that's eating meat, you know, it might lead to breakouts or, in my case, lowered energy. And, you know, for other people, they might, you know, really feel empowered and feel nourished and you know, so forth. So I really do think it's just more so based on uh, figuring out what type of um, energy resources work best for you. It could be supplements, you know, um, it could be um, smoothies, it could be, um, you know, uh, veganism, it could be, um, you know, uh, eating meat three times a day, you know, whatever your preference may be.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like yes and no, like there is the food pyramid that we all learned in elementary school Um, that's like okay these are the essential nutrients we need to function and be successful as like uh, human beings but at the same time I feel like there are certain like uh, there are certain like bylaws I guess that depends on the uniqueness of each individual like I feel like um, lactose intolerance is a common issue for a lot of people so like dairy like solely depends on whether you could kind of eat it or not you know and that's actually a mutation but we'll talk about that another time um but like it it just I feel like it solely depends like some people like get really bloated when they eat certain wheat products like breads and stuff like that but other people are fine so I just feel like to consider something healthy I think it depends if your body actually utilizes those nutrients in the way that they're supposed to, you know? Absolutely. And I feel like for something to be considered healthy, the food actually has to have nutrients yeah. in it in the first place. Yeah.
1: And I, I think to tag along with that it is the healthy process of how it made it to your plate in the first place, you know? Right. Um, such as, you know, um, cows being grass-fed or, you know... Um, you know, the fertilizer and, and you know different things that are used to like kind of inspire growth um, for you know various things such as I don't know a pumpkin you know or you know rutabagas or tomatoes or anything else you know is the actual soil in itself healthy you know for that type of growth and um, you know. Et
0: yeah, I definitely think the the supply chain of, like, how it gets to you is important. Um, and that's something to definitely look into. Um, it's it's kind of a lot and tedious nowadays, but it is yeah. important. Like, especially when it comes to, like, tomatoes, there's, like, there's this oxidation process that it goes through where it's, like, kind of chemically sprayed to get it to that um, red color. Um, but you can taste it in, like, flavor. You know, you can taste it. That's why, um, like gardeners and things like that, when they grow their own fruits and veggies, they always say that it's so much better than grocery store. It's because like when you actually care for something and it grows naturally, then suddenly like all the flavor and all the nutrients are like in the fruit or vegetable, as opposed to like going through a chemical process like it does, right? Because it's hard to produce quality at scale. You know, think about it. Like, all of your grocery stores are within a couple of miles. Like, that each have, like, yeah, thousands, right, yeah. thousands of, like, tomatoes or produce or whatever it may be. But, like, to produce so much and then also a lot of it goes to waste, It something has to give. You know, there's some balance of, like, uh, nutrient or quality there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, I think um, sometimes it can be very easy to forget, you know, that uh, the quality is in the details, you know. So when you do commercialize something, whether we're talking about food or if we're talking about something else, um, the quality, you know, inadvertently does go down simply because of the mass productions, simply because of the uh, large scale that it has to be produced. And then at that point, you have money invested, you have deadlines, you have more and more regulations as you cross local lines or state lines or even federal or, you know, international lines. Mm -hmm. And it can be that much harder to, you know, meet a certain standard. Uh, simply because of the amount uh, that is expected from you, Mm you
0: know. Yeah, I definitely, I, I could definitely see that. Like, so what do you think are some of, like, the stigmas and stuff that surround certain diets? Like, why is there such... Do you think people are just being spiteful like towards the other side? They want to be right even though it's like a personal choice or is it like a fad? Do you think that like trending foods and stuff are actually relevant or is it all just like a marketing pitch? Like what is the point of like these diets? Like I know that some people like switch to diets for medical reasons, morality reasons. Sorry, we're in DC. (laughs) Like, Like we mentioned earlier, but like why do you think there's such a relationship or a status or a stigma around, like, what you choose to eat?
1: Well, I do think it's definitely all of the above, because when I was a child and I first heard the term diet and I would see it on television or I'd see it in a magazine or something like that, it was always about weight loss. It was always about getting, you know, some type of supplement so you can receive some type of, uh, you know, super adaptation. You know? Do you think those work? And um, when I was a child, you know, I, you know, kind of assumed that everything worked because I didn't know any better, you know. But, you know, as I got older, you know, I realized that a lot of it was just about making sales, making profits, you know, making people, you know, feel good in the moment, you know. And that's on one side. And another side is that, Again, we do live in a, a rather um, sensitive political climate right now, so it, it's very easy to point fingers from, um, from one side of the aisle at the other side of the aisle about what's right and what's wrong. You know, it's it's important to continue to have those types of conversations, and uh, you know, build those bridges rather than build walls. And it's it's very critical. You know, so to be a little bit more specific, you know, if we. Um, Take people that are quote unquote classified as tree huggers, you know, people that, you know, might consider themselves vegan, that, um, you know, fight for animal rights, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then you look on the other side of the aisle and you have large corporations that mass produce, you know, billions of chickens a year and et cetera, et cetera, there has to be some kind of common ground there because, you know, these corporations have a lot of influence, but so do these other people that are fighting, you know, for animal rights and, you know, for healthy foods and that kind of thing. So being able to find a bridge between, you know, that mass production and humane treatment is really going to be the best way of moving forward with respect to somebody's diet, somebody's lifestyle, accessibility to, you know, um, healthy foods, and um, just an all-around, you know, um, less sensitive and more tolerant climate.
0: And do you think we'll ever get there anytime soon?
1: Um, Well, I think it's a little like how uh, Barack Obama put it, as well as Michelle Obama. You know, we do the best that we can to create a more perfect union because, you know, our union is imperfect, but, you know, we have to have something to strive for. We have to have a purpose. We have to, you know, see the problems that are around us and, you know, try to make it into a better situation because, you know, if, you know, 100 years ago there was a... Uh, bread shortage you know bread was considered a luxury and you know a hundred years later you know we don't have that issue anymore as far with respect to the United States so I do think that you know change and purpose and striving for goals is definitely worth it because overall we can always make lives better now will we ever achieve perfection will we ever achieve utopia you know that's up for debate but it's better to to strive for something than to just sit around and do nothing
0: and what would you say um to like people who choose a diet to alter like the way that they look like if they have certain goals do you think that's actually impactful or the way to go do you think it's like mostly just a short term or propaganda do you think it's actually beneficial and like worth the time and the effort
1: Um, Overall, I I also think that this is um, a little subjective, but I think it really just depends on how that person, you know, really feels about themselves, you know. I mean, we can talk about, you know, um, know, mental disorders such as binging or, you know, anorexia and and things of that nature, but I, I believe that if you are choosing a food lifestyle or or a diet that's designed to make you healthier or fit, you know, some type of goal that you have for yourself. And it truly is, you know, something that makes you happy, something that improves your condition and, you know, helps you to be a better you, then I'm all for it. But, you know, this isn't, as we said, you know, a minute ago, that this isn't a perfect world. You know, sometimes, you know, we... Um, pick patterns and behaviors and habits, you know, that aren't necessarily um, in our body's best interests, and it's very hard to um, You know combat those issues especially on a case-by-case basis, but that's you know What a lot of the work is about you know being able to make a difference make a difference in you know one person's life can lead to that one person making a difference in a thousand people's lives, you know, so I really think it just boils down to, you know, how much do you love yourself? What do you want for yourself? Um, and are you doing what you can to figure those things out for yourself?
0: Yeah, that's a, I, think, I think that's a really good point because um, I feel like there's two, maybe a couple a couple of perspectives to consider when choosing a diet. Like, I think some people choose diets, of course, for um, maybe a little bit of insecurity or lack of self-worth, so they want to look a certain way. But when you consider those things, it's like, why? Like, why do I want to look like this? Is it because I'm a fitness model and that's my job? Then okay, like, I could see why, like, you would choose a certain very strict diet. Or, like, if you were a star athlete, like, you obviously have to Consume a lot more than like a typical person, like Michael Phelps. Yeah. What does he eat? All kinds of food because he burns so many calories swimming. Exactly. I
1: believe it's uh, six meals a day. You know, for a lot of Olympians, you know.
0: Right, and it's not even like salads and stuff. It's like junk yeah, food full, because he needs yeah. ca- he needs the calories yeah. just to burn off. You Absolutely. know, exactly. but that's completely that's completely different. We have like at least in high school, like there's like a, always this. Uh, not necessarily a message but this idea that if you eat less which is cert- true to a certain extent but like not at all where you almost starve yourself then that's like yeah. how to become skinny you know yeah, which no, um, not at all. It, it's not true it actually just makes you weak and you lose a lot of muscle you, you it's lose when you your start muscle. To
1: sleep more and, you know because the body isn't able to you know handle your environment you know as well as it could. You know, you could be outside, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. You, know, you're fine. you could be outside, and you're walking, in, and it's a hot day, and then you just happen to walk inside a building. You know, you've been outside walking for maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes, and you just feel exhausted because, you know, your body just doesn't have the nutrients to keep up with the um, energy output that is required of it at that time. You know? So to kind of, you know, again, go with what you're saying, you know, it's, it's definitely not about how much you don't eat. It's about what you choose to eat.
0: Mm. You know, you
1: can definitely eat, you know, uh, for example, you can switch proteins from meat and you can begin to eat nuts and you can eat, you know, spinach if you want, iron and, you know, those kinds of things. And that won't, you know, malnourish you, but it will, you know, affect your body in a positive manner. So you can still meet your goals, but you're not necessarily missing meals.
0: Exactly. And I think it's about, like, changing... Like, having a different label to, like, what food means to you. Like, if you are in the process of, like, losing weight, um, not to become, like, the skinny girl on Instagram or anything, but to become healthier and to be able to run outside or be an active parent or whatever it may be. Like, those are serious, like, milestones that people actually want to reach. I think it's about, like, changing what food actually means. Like, no, I can't. I can't have, a cho- like, chocolate cake or I can't have sweets or something. It's, like, chocolate cake will always be there tomorrow and the next day. It's, like, having the self-control to be, like, okay, I can have a slice today, but maybe eating half the cake isn't feasible, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it's, like... You'll it's, feel
1: great while you're doing it, but, you know, right afterwards... Right, yeah. and you'll
0: feel bad, but, that, but then having, like, it's like a training, like, having those, like, thoughts or having that, like, process of, like, oh, I hate myself because I ate so much cake, you know, it's like those yeah, negative labels you kind of, like, reinforce onto yourself when really, like, you are allowed to do anything, you know, you're yeah, allowed you're to... you a human being. You right. get to make
1: mistakes, you get to make choices, you get to eat what you want. Exactly. You know, and when you psychologically affect yourself in that way, you know, that. it does, you know, affect your body, you know?
0: Right, and I think it's important to recognize, like, that you could, like, I don't know, it's like I... I, it's like, I, I always say that like diets don't work in the sense that like I, I could understand how they work in the short term but it's not like I feel like it's important to make lifestyle changes you know so instead of like binging or like having maybe other it could it could be way more like you said but at the same time like if you want to alter your life in a positive way it's like making those small notes or like those small changes you know in your diet that overall make you happier and then also like uh, match your goals you know Absolutely. what I mean Absolutely. so like with the chocolate cake example like what are you not going to eat chocolate cake for your whole entire life you know that's not, yeah, yeah, it's that not it's, practical but understanding that you have that power to like have a slice today but maybe not have one tomorrow you know having that control that you can but you're not going to overdo it or you're going to find a balance of like the good and like maybe the bad you know what i mean so and i think that's what kind of you know works but at the same time like everybody's different you know yeah you
1: have to still you know find your own way and you know figure out what works best for you and you know it's and you know it's been a reoccurring theme that you know you know despite the fact that we are you know crossing the different topics here that it really is you know based on you and you know what you want for yourself and who you want to be, and you know what you're willing to do to get where you want to go, but also to do it in a way that is health conscious. Not not because it's political, not necessarily because it's the right thing to do, but because it gives you the best chance to live your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Woo! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think uh, I think we hit the nail on the head. Um, is there, Jacory? Is there anything that you'd love to like tell the people? Like what's going on in your life? Is there anyone you? This is your pitch moment okay okay
1: well um so you know my name is Jacory lewis as was mentioned um, earlier um, I recently graduated from the University of Central Florida with a Bachelor of Science in uh, psychology uh, focused in mathematics so yes I know calculus as well <laughs> and <laughs> okay. um, I'm currently in my gap year as I continue to apply to law schools and next year I plan to enroll into law school and, you know, continue to uh, fight for civil and human rights. You know, we're here in the nation's capital right now, Washington, D.C., and, you know, I, I absolutely love being here simply because of the knowledge, the diversity, the community that is in this area, but also because of the opportunities and, you know, the possibilities that exist within this area. So... Um, I'm continuing to, you know, do the best I can to live my life the best way I know how. And, you know, my pitch is, you know, for you, the listener, to do the same thing. You know, uh, continue to strive and and meet those goals, you know. You have this life, and, you know, you should maximize it however you see fit and the best way that you know how. If you want to um, start a podcast, or if you want to, you know, uh, create a bookstore, or if you want to, you know, design a new version of the bmw or you want to travel the world or whatever it is that you know really makes your heart flutter and you know makes you feel free pursue it because you know no one else is going to pursue it for you and um, when it's all said and done as long as you've tried your best you can thank yourself and that feeling is amazing
0: Wow. Whoa. That's like a great motivational note, but thank you so much for being a guest.
1: Happy to be on.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, guys. See you.